Thanks for listening to the Women Emerging podcast. Every week we put up a new episode with insights into leadership, practical leadership, seen through the eyes of women leaders of all ages and all sectors from right across the world. Our aim is for women to be able to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join Women Emerging on our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org for more fabulous free leadership content. Welcome, welcome and welcome. Julia Middleton, expedition leader. Soon no longer to be the expedition leader because the expedition will be complete and then we'll have to pull all the knowledge together and create an approach to leadership that resonates for women so that women who are emerging all over the world can use it, adopt it, take advantage of it, enjoy it. Yeah. Today's episode is about female friendships. I decided to go back to three of the young women that I spoke to in January because they, when, when I was talking to them, they used an expression called female friendships and it stayed with me. And I remember the last interview I did with Temi where she told me that I absolutely had to come back and do another episode that she would start on female friendships. Why? Because I do believe deeply that female friendships are absolutely essential to women leaders. And the second reason I wanted to come back to it is because as you're listening to this episode, we will have started our convening in the Palace of Bellagio, kindly supported by the Rockefeller Foundation, and we will have therefore met on Lake Como. We'll be there, all of us, working on an approach to leadership that resonates for women. All of us, this extraordinary band of 24 women from around the world. So anyhow, let's start this episode with Temi explaining why this episode had to happen. I absolutely think you should, because... In, in my cultural setting or how I grew up, we people always say something. Let me try to put it well. As a woman, I don't like having female friends because they gossip, they, they do this and do that. But reverse has actually been the case for me. I have amazing friends. Like thinking about it right now, these are people that have literally held me up at different times when, you know, I was probably not feeling too good. These are the people who cheer me on that are genuinely happy for me. And, you know, it's really beautiful because these are the people I, I can be vulnerable with. And leadership is also about vulnerability, the kind of people that you also share your life with, that you also share your experiences, your wins and losses that you share them with. And I think this is something a lot of people do not talk about. And for me, even studying some really, really amazing leaders that I know that lead big companies in my country. One thing that I notice about them is that they have close relationship with their female friends and even their bosses who are female, they become friends. And these people are having great turnout on their revenues every year. And it's just really, really amazing to see how, you know, that kind of synergy can best result even in an organization. 
So I think you should absolutely do it. Like it's something people do not talk about. When you probably find a podcast on female friendship, it's probably about what's going on, the negative sides. And we need to shine the lights more on, you know, the positive side of amazing female friendship. Like I am so blessed with that. And I think it's really, really amazing. Yeah, you should do it. Temi, I'm convinced. I suspect most people are convinced. One of the things that was very interesting for me was that I began to realize that I've never really had sufficient cultural intelligence to actually understand this concept that friendships, female friendships, have to end once you get married in some parts of the world. You're in Sierra Leone. Next, I went to speak to Mina. And of course, she said exactly the same thing from an Indian perspective. The idea is that the daughter is someone else's from the minute she's born. So they say like, So like just that idea itself, I think, where you just no longer have a sense of individual existence, which means there's really no need for you to actually have any friendships because you need to find satisfaction in your role as a wife, as a mother and as a daughter-in-law. If you do have female friendships, then for you to have that without a certain purpose, like, for example, you may have friends that you make through work or friends that you make through your children, or maybe someone that's your neighbor that you go to buy vegetables with. So then there's still a reason for you to really be interacting with that person. But this idea of a reasonless interaction, I think that's something that doesn't really exist. And also, it's it's a lot of work for you to maintain a friendship when you're constantly questioned and said no but you have to do all of these things before you leave the house or why are you leaving the house whom are you leaving with and then the other questioning that happens about the person you're meeting and their moral standards I think all of that just leads to this situation wherein you're like okay I'd rather just not talk to anyone and not seek a friendship outside home because it's just too much work so given this context Mina female friendships must be very difficult to form. Why do you think they are so essential? Women leaders, they need a lot of care and they need a lot of love and they need a lot of kindness and forgiveness. And they also need a space to really unwind because if you take the position of a leader in general, it's a high stress job and it often comes with high stakes. And where do you turn to? And when we think of women, I think we discussed this in the last episode as well, but it's this idea that the modern woman, it's not that she's moved into the workforce. She does that in addition to carrying the care burden. And while that disparity is something that we should work on as a society, it's not going away anytime soon. And when you're a woman leader, it's difficult for you to manage those two lives and I think friendships both outside of your space of work are equally important as the friendships that you make with your colleagues and the people that you're working with in the same field because it's not just about creating a network to get ahead in some sense it's equally about what is it what is it that's recharging you to come the next day to work and be the person that absorbs whatever your colleagues are saying, whatever the people who are working under you 
or in your organization are saying because you kind of are like a sponge when you're a leader i think if you're a good leader you're often listening to people and giving them the time and space to figure things out and express themselves and also give them the room to make mistakes and not you know and basically create a space for learning so that means you are going to maybe bear the brunt of some mistakes that happen or whatever it is and i think it's exhausting and it's difficult and because we're told that there are only so many seats at the table for you you anyway feel like the world is going to end if you make one mistake where it's not like that for a lot of men and where else are you going to turn to <laughs> when you're in a state like that because i mean i'd like to believe as a child i'm a kind child but i mean your children are not going to be there to listen to you when you have to unwind and it's very often you don't you, your spouse is not going to understand these things and also i think important most important thing is microaggressive behavior like microaggressions in the workplace are something that i just realize most men do not understand and they do not clock it and those things can really make you question your self worth and your own judgment and even if it's for that one thing i think it's really important because you're in a decision making position but every decision you make is scrutinized because you're a leader and then because you're a woman of course and i think the way that people behave when they behave badly but you can't point out in that moment what they've done is wrong they start eating you up from the inside and i think the only places that i've been able to feel better is when i speak to my friends who are women because they listen to me they don't gaslight me about it and they make me realize that what i'm feeling is real and and of course they help me with it but i think that one thing like that microaggressive behavior in big big offices in small schools everywhere i think that's that's one of the most important things yes yes it makes me think and it makes me rethink the beginning of this meeting has just been about how women in india almost never have female friendships they do but it's under extreme amounts of pressure often and lots of lying and saying i'm going here but i'm actually going there and i think that kind of behavior is very common from the time that you're a teenager because if you say what you're actually doing to tell the truths then it's often met with rejection but there's a really beautiful word in hindi called saheli and sahelia which is just talking about women and women friends and i i love that word i think it's a really really beautiful word and i don't know i don't think there's a male counterpart part to that but this word saheli is so important because it gives you that automatic sense of community i think and yeah i wanted to tell you that word <laughs> you probably have heard it from someone else say But the I word again say the word i want to practice it say the word saheli 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 yeah. yeah and so saheli. so saheli is one friend and saheliya is like the plural so group of women friends saheliya yeah it's a really beautiful word it and is. Uh, th- yeah there's just something magical about it that makes me very happy 
Mili, your joy is is delicious, and Sahelia is too. Very delicious. Next, I went to the other side of the world, to Marga. Other side of the world, still Southern Hemisphere, Argentina. I went to Marga for practical advice on how to nurture and sustain these crucial elements of female friendships. Maybe rename them Sahelia. Marga, you have one of the strongest, longest, youngest and most lovely group of female friends I think I've ever come across. Tell us how you formed. Well, we met first year in in anatomy class. We are all doctors now, so it's been seven years. So we were we all shared the same table in anatomy class. So we met uh, actually studying dead bodies. That's not very <laughs> fancy, but it's true. And then uh, after the years, we got to be very intimate between each other and we built a very strong relationship between all of us. So we studied all of the career together, every exam. We actually uh, graduated on the same day. So how many other of you? We are actually 13, so it's a very big group of friends. So you were doctors together, but you were also footballers together, if I remember rightly. Yeah, only five of us. Uh, and actually, we won the championship of the tournament twice. So <laughs> we were very <laughs> good footballers. You're very good footballers. So go on, Margot, what's the secret? I feel like the... Um, most important thing to have a very um, healthy relationship with another woman, with a female friend, is to have a build up a self-esteem and also to understand that the friendship is not a competition. It's nothing to do with that. Because I, I feel like from your generation, sorry, <laughs> too I much. forgive you. <laughs> the but devil still um, wears Prada. What changed is that I, th I feel like my mother and their friends feel more of like female relationships, like a competition. Who is the best? Who gets the men or like the, the one that will support me and give me food and something like that. And it has changed a lot. And for us, it feels like we do not compete with each other. We are um, loyal to each other. We are a group. So every time one gets the better grade first, we know the role of everyone in the team. So we know who will get the better grade most of the times is the same person. So we are not competing with her. Her name is Kata, actually. <laughs> no one competes with her. And also when she gets the best grade, we all feel like we did it together. We studied together. And uh, we all know kind of the, the same things. We don't feel like because she got a better grade, she knows more than the rest of us. We are a group. Every And when we won the, the championship, all of them were together, were, came to, to see us play football, and we all celebrated together. So I feel the most important thing is having the self-esteem to not having to compete with your friend and uh, be able to have that, that kind of relationship where everyone wins. Have you ever felt that it was gained, that something happened that could bust it apart? No, actually never. No, no, no. 
I I feel like of course we had uh, trouble in time, but um, it's very important to talk about the things you uh, that you get bothered with with another person, and when you do that uh, with a very like in a very honest way, it's very easy to go out of it of the trouble. Give me an example. Well, I can only think of one time uh, we got into a fight because the group uh, split to study for pathology for our exam. And we had like a very bad communication. So we didn't tell each other where we were at studying. So a part of the group felt like the other part of the group left them apart. And so after that, we we talked and it was uh, actually a misunderstanding. Most of trouble is a misunderstanding in in the group of friends, no? So when we talked about it, it got clear very quickly. So it was no a big deal. But you're all very different, aren't you? Very different. But I feel like that's a very, that's a good thing you mentioned because part of not competing with each other is that we are so different, so different. We have, all of us have something we are very strong and good at, but uh, that is very different to the other person. So we kind of shine with our own things, you know? So there's no place for competition, which I think is the the most important thing in a female friendship, so. And when one of you gets a partner, does the, is it not quite difficult for the partner? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I feel like you should ask that to our partners, but yeah, they, it's a, like, we joke a, a lot about uh, our boyfriend we say like what did he do our boyfriend so we <laughs> we all you're feel- single you mean your single boyfriend yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he has to conquer us all you know what do people need to know they need to know they need to know that you'll drop everything to be with them no 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 i i think if i would if i had to give an ex- an advice for friendships is that I always say, we always say, live and let live, you know? Like, you have to have a friend that is there for you and that you can share your time and your feelings and your thoughts. But also you have to know that that person is not does not absorb all your energy and is really dependent on you. So it's kind of a, a balance between the two. Also... I think it's really important to not judge your friends. I know we all do that all the time. Um, I always say to them, I will judge you, but I will not tell you. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> in the sense that we all judge all the time because we can't uh, handle it. But it's important, or at least for me, it's important to feel like I can do my life with my friends telling me the truth or, and what they think of me only when I ask them to. I don't like when I I go out and someone is like, what are you wearing? I don't like that. I'm like, did I ask you? I didn't ask you. I'm wearing what I want. So shut up. I feel like if you start questioning uh, your friend's actions all the time, it can be really tiring. And you also limit the other people's freedom, you know. In many groups, I, I read something really interesting um, some time ago that said that group of friends now are really, really hard because um, 
they have like this list of things you have to do, like a checklist. If you want to be my friend and be part of our group, you have to be a feminist and you have to vote that guy and you have to dress like this way and all these things. And if you don't agree with one, you're out of the group. And I, I think that happens a lot nowadays. So it's really important to let the people not to not put the checklist, you know, that people can be themselves and really different and be in the group and we can vote whoever we want. And the only thing that puts us together is that we love each other and we trust each other and we like to be with each other, but not the way we dress or not the, the our political opinions and not where we go to dance to or our Instagram accounts and how they look. So <laughs> I got a friend that always uh, tells me she will be grateful with me all her life because once she got in, like something really weird happened with her family. I don't know what, but she came to my place. She called me and she came to my place and I said, of course, come. And I never asked her what happened. She came to my place. She was crying like crazy. So she had a shower. We drink a tea. We drank a tea. I told her, let's watch a movie like a feel-good movie, like let's watch Harry Potter, and <laughs> that's it. Like, and I never, we never talked about it. And she always says, like, that really feels like a friendship, you know. Do you have any rituals? We did have uh, when we were studying. Well, the things like living together before an exam, but if we couldn't do that, we would uh, be together every night before a big exam. We always ate the same dessert that we really loved. <laughs> it's like strawberries with chocolate. So we yeah, we call it cabala in Argentina. You know, we had to do that to feel like everything would be fine. Rituals. I, I feel makes you feel like everything will be fine. So if, if we do this ritual and we do it together, we'll be okay. So no matter what is happening, we are together. We will be fine. And all of us feel like this friendship we have is the proudest thing we've done in our life. So when we graduated, we talked a lot that day. And all of us agreed that we were very proud to be doctors, but we were more proud to have to have built this group of friends that is so strong and so healthy. I'm 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 honest when I say I'm really 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 proud of this. It takes a lot of work. It's not something easy to build a, a group of friends. But it sounds easy when you talk. I know I know it sounds easy. Maybe I make it sound easy, but it's hard in a way. It's not hard. It it takes work that most of the people don't do. I feel to have a group of friends that is so good, you have to go to therapy. <laughs> no, not <laughs> go to therapy, but really know yourself and know what you like and what you don't like and what bothers you and what not. And that is a really hard thing to do. So because if if you don't know yourself so much, you start thinking that your friends did something that bothered you. When in reality, it's not something your friends did. It's something that is going on inside you. So um, when we get into fights, we always tell each other, like, remember that the thing that, that is bothering you is your problem. It's not mine. <laughs> so you have to know that everything that happens in life 
you're looking it, at it through the lens of your own personality. So it's not reality what you're seeing. It's what your it's your feelings you're seeing. So if you don't know that, I think it would be really hard to have this kind of relationships. And that's what makes it hard. Yeah, it it's hard to work on yourself. It's not hard to build the relationship with another person when you have worked a lot in yourself. Thank you, Marga. At the beginning of this episode, we, I think, pretty well made the case for female friendships. I think you've added some really powerful secrets on how to to share them, to form them, to sustain them. I want to finish this episode by going back to Mina, who introduced us to the word Sahelia. What you don't know is that um, Mina is not just anyone. She's Aparna's daughter. And Aparna is a member of the expedition, a totally beautiful member of the expedition. And as you listen to Mina, you, I will be, as I say, in Italy with Aparna and all the other women from the expedition, whom I've got to know remotely now and worked really hard with for over a year. And this week, we are actually together physically. And it seems an extraordinary concept. Anyway, Mina had a last word for us. I think your Bellagio conference is going to be a big group of all your Sahelia. I think it will be. I think it will be. I mean, honestly, my mother was telling me it's happening in this fort or like castle. Palace. I was just like... This is just the most magical thing ever. <laughs> a big group of women in this old castle talking so, hey, about yeah. how to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every fairy tale turned on its head. Mina, the pressure's on now. We cannot let you or any women down now. We have got to produce an approach to leadership that resonates with women. and. One of the elements at the heart of it must surely be female friendships. To become part of our movement and share your thinking with us, subscribe to the podcast and join the Women Emerging group on our website at womenemerging.org. We love all of the messages you send us. Keep them coming.